Oh, I should probably pull out my thing. I should probably yeah. pull out my thing. <laughs> hey, hey, Bri, could you pull out your thing? It's been out, baby. Can we just compare? It's been out. That's Patreon exclusive? <laughs> Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Not the chuddle. Chuddle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise. <laughs> Whoa. Touching butts. Kinky. Creepypasta. Please. Doina. You can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pastacol. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, where two dads and a ding-dong take a look at the curiously odd and macabre world of movies, mystery, and history. On today's episode, we explore our inner liquids with a real gnarly segment from Sam, and then venture into our inner mind with a creepy file from me. As always, I'm joined by my beautiful co-occupants of the pod. Go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Slasher at Chuddle the Ross and at Chuddle the Sam. And of course, you can follow me at Chuddle the Brian with a... Why? Cause fuck yeah. it. How you boys doing tonight? Not too bad. Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm getting into good. like real like creepo mode for some Ooh, reason. Good. You look like it. it's I good. Can see. Yeah, I you can look tell like it's... a creep. Thank you. More say, so than usual. I try. I can tell, I can tell when it's going to be a good creepy, <laughs> creepy file because it's because you get your creep on real early in the episode. Like it's oh, that's mostly... good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get your creep on. Get, get your creep, creep on. Get your creep on. Well, how are how are how are you doing, Ross? I'll go right back to you so you don't oh. feel like I skipped over you this week. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, you know, uh, doing well. Uh, tattooing's been fun. Uh, I I think yeah, I finished Spooky Empire, so that was a fun setup and all that great jazz. Oh, yeah, um, I I started watching. Uh, yeah, I think we already did that. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what week it is. Um, oh, I started Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. Oh, how is it? Fucking awesome! It is so fucking good. Like yeah, I watched I, the first Gizmo episode. Paul Toro. Yes. Gizmo? Gizmo Toro, yeah, yeah. How'd you know? How'd you know? Uh, it's nice. He actually plays more of like a, um, uh, almost like an Alfred Hitchcock presents kind That's of how it scenario. Like it would be, yeah. Yeah, he does the intro and kind of describes stuff, and then like he has. It's actually kind of cool. The the figurines of the directors next to the totem item that they talk about in the episode. It's uh, definitely worth watching, dude. I've, I'm like almost finished with the series. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly. Thoroughly stoked on it. Dope. Doughboy fresh. Good to hear. And I'm happy. I'm happy for you, Ross. Hey, I'm happy thanks. you're stoked on something. I'm happy there's something that's dank and you're stoked on it. Sam, let's <laughs> jump over to you. How you doing? Hey. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you here. We're yeah, going to have good. you again next week, too. I hope so. So, great. Uh, I went to that Iron Maiden show I talked about, and it was fucking awesome. It was so good. Did not disappoint. Missed the first couple songs. That's okay. It was off Senjutsu, the new album, which is like their Samurai album um, themed. So whatever. I was fine with that. And then that was like kind of a Samurai stage. And then that parted and it was their Legacy of the Beast tour stage, which is all like sort of stained glass of different album covers and stuff. Very And it was fucking rad. Mm -hmm. They sounded great. And I was in the far back high up and it was still... Still awesome. Want to change it for the world. Had a great time. Did did anybody with a microphone ask you to leave? No, but as soon no. as they started playing, it smelled like pot. 
like as soon as they started i was i was in it was in a hockey arena where the lightning play and i was in like that outside circle area and it just reeked you could almost see like that hallway getting foggy we actually passed a group of cops and my buddy was like hey you guys getting stoned or what it stinks in here they thought that was hilarious. So did I. And they fair. promptly arrested him, threw him to the ground, <laughs> beat him up a little bit, tased him. But it was amazing. And uh, Polyphia came out with a new album, so I've been putting that through hard rotation. Nice. It's been hard for me to get to the new West Side Gun uh, because of this new Polyphia album. But yeah, a lot of music in it. Yeah. I've been enjoying all of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on a weird side, uh, the new Freddie Gibbs is fantastic as well. That new album is really, really good. I didn't even know he had a new album. Is it with Madlim? I no idea. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You can, don't forget, you can always follow all of us at Shuttle the Pod. Yes. With a Y? Because I gotta. Dot com. <laughs> Brian, how are you? Did we do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing well. Not too bad. Um, you know, I went and saw, let's see, I went and saw Pray for the Devil movie that recently came out. That was pretty, it was good. Um, check it out if you get the opportunity, for sure. I also... Eh, played some played some spider-man that was a lot of fun Ooh. i just finished the main uh campaign on that so that was a good nice. time <laughs> is this the one that came out a couple years ago for playstation yeah. yeah and then remastered or whatever came out for the pc recently so oh nice that's cool. where i've been playing it and then yeah not much i mean well plenty of other shit going on but not much interesting uh <laughs> <laughs> Burglin's still good. It's still it is oh, what it is. Louise. I know. We told you to stop make, talking no, about making that. burgers. But why? What? Who? What else did you think? I don't about make burglin? burgers. I don't want. I don't want that to be my reputation. <laughs> cat burgers. Cat burgers. I don't want to be like a, known as a cat burger maker. Ugh. <laughs> Impossible cat. Impossible cat burgers. Sure. There I we, can't that's believe better. this tastes well, like cat. Oh, this tastes like real cat. You're telling me there's no <laughs> cat in here? <laughs> this tastes just like cat. <laughs> this tastes just like real cat. Uh, we have fun. <laughs> yes, and to continue following that fun, go over to Chuddle the Pod on Instagram and Slasher. Don't forget to check out the info below to get into our Discord as well. And we also have that very real Patreon where you can get all sorts of exclusive Chuddle the Pod content, past episodes that are no longer available, some stickers, some special Discord uh, titles and shit, much more to that too. And speaking of Patreon, we got another shout out. Oh yeah, we do. That's right. Huge thank you we to do. the Horror Bandwagon Podcast. I can't talk. <laughs> the Horror Bandwagon yeah. Podcast. Our, our newest patrons uh we want to thank yeah. them a lot for so, for jumping into that so you guys are the best i know I right you. Hi, Cody. seriously love you guys <laughs> like we feel very you know hashtag blessed is that it is that what we're doing throw that into the instagram hashtags because that's us <laughs> <laughs> and of course our you know our other patrons as well they're kind of old news now no i'm kidding we love you guys uh travis maxwell boone the witch doctor of doom and of course Ooh. paul lich the ditch witch Ditch witch. <laughs> that ditch witch. Sorry that we've just anointed you with that uh, name. But I love uh, it. Uh, we yeah, love it I, here. I hope you do too. <laughs> that's actually that's actually the fine print of the uh, Patreon. We may just come up with a very insane nickname for you for the show. So just precisely, precisely. And in case you forget all this, just go over to ChuddleThePod.com for all the info you could ever need. And Sam's being a regular goofball, so let's go get him calmed down as we jump into a quick break before we jump into our segments for the night. Ed Gein. 
And we're back. Thank you so much to those beautiful clams for those kind words of encouragement. As we said before the break, we're going to go ahead and jump into a real gnarly segment from Chuddle the Sam. We start with the father of modern medicine. Or fucking so-called, I guess. Hippocrates, Hippocrates, you know this dude? I'm familiar. Fucking moron. <laughs> what? You're not <laughs> a big Hippocrates? Oath? You're not a big Hippocrate fan? Well, yes, of the oath. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> he it was this uh, he was lived approximately 460 to 370 BC. Mm-hmm. So, a while ago. Yeah, quite a bit of time. 2 ago. millennia plus, yeah. So old hippo believed that existence was what? <laughs> you you got to prepare us when you're starting to make nicknames. Old hippo. Old well, hippo. Yeah, that's what they called him. It's in, it's the, in books. the Bible. Old hippo, the father of modern medicine. Old hippo believed that existence was represented by the four basic elements: earth, air, fire, and water, which was also tied to the four seasons. And was also related in humans to four basic humors. Blood, phlegm, black bile, and yellow bile. Those are your four humors. These exist in your body. You got to keep these balanced if you want to be a healthy person. Mm -hmm. Each humor was centered in a particular organ, brain, lungs, spleen, and and gallbladder, respectively. And each humor related to a personality type so whatever your dominant humor was that's your personality type so you got sanguine phlegmatic melancholic and choleric Mm -hmm. um again all related to blood phlegm black bile yellow bile that's why blood is sanguine a sanguine personality would be one a person who's enthusiastic social active talkative uh an extrovert uh phlegmatic phlegmatic Mm -hmm. temperament uh, is kind of slow to warm up to people, but can make friends easily. Uh, it's the easiest temperament to get along with because they are patient and agreeable, but they stick to their routines and s- resist change. Um, people actually... Like, like good phlegm does. Yeah, exactly. Like all phlegm. Change resistant. Sure. I noticed under this, like, because there's... I, are you going to talk about the did you mention the astrology signs behind them too no i did not and i'm not going to so if you have anything to add some are tied to each like you know season or whatever each uh, humor. uh yes yes so yes. I, I, I i i will talk about the seasons actually well yes yeah, so yeah but each one has you know uh, an astrological sign to it so according to the me being a libra i am melancholic but i feel i resonate more with phlegmatic oh interesting <laughs> what is uh what is aquarius uh, what does that symbol look like? Because it only has the symbols listed in what I'm looking at. <laughs> it, uh, I think it's just, it's, isn't it a, uh, like, just a, a person hucking out water off water? the balcony? Is um, there a water one? There's like watery looking ones. Water? I think that's probably phlegmatic. I think you're phlegmatic. Oh, and phlegmy? Oh, I mean, no, that makes... you get along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. I've been phlegmy since I was a kid, so that makes sense. You got any twins on there? Twins, uh, Basil? Twins, Basil. I think... You're choleric. Okay. This is me just guessing based on these signs. Classic me. Classic you. Classic raging out Sam. Classic Sam, Sam, hot and dry. Just (laughs) (laughs) dry. Melancholic is withdrawn, serious, suspicious, and sad. It's where melancholy comes from. 
pretty obvious. Shit. Uh, choleric is extroverted, goal-oriented, and ambitious, but also short-tempered and even violent. Oh. Um, so we... Just... There Sam are actually people Sam. who, like, still use these as personality types and, like... Oh. Who do you get along with and things like that. Well, do, um, well, do you believe in it, Sam Paper Sam? Ha! <laughs> I told you, old hippo's a big dummy. Just wait till we get into it. <laughs> Different personality types would keep their humors in balance through diet. Was one of the things. Mm-hmm. So if you'd if you were phlegmatic, you'd eat choleric foods and vice versa. Because why the fuck not? I guess. Yeah, it was like ba- it was trying to balance out your because you're supposed to be in a balance of all these different things yeah. to be yeah. like the perfect health. So yeah, right. if you're especially uh, like choleric one day or something, you could balance that. But I heard someone describing it some as eating parsley. a cucumber because a cucumber is cold and wet, which is the opposite of choleric, which is yes. hot and dry. Yes, oh. <laughs> exactly. I it made me think of. Uh, like Pokemon, you want to use like uh, yes, a certain type against versus, another yes. type. Yeah, oh, exactly. Just, so it's basically a like body Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, sure. Bodymon, Bodymon, <laughs> Bodymon. Check out it's my sweet body Bodymon. Channel <laughs> <laughs> the Bodymon. Hot Hippoc- Bodymon. Oh, Hippocratic Mon. I want your Bodymon. I'm doing. <laughs> I want oh. your Bodymon. <laughs> Bod demon. No, Gotta there's... catch them all. Bodymon. <laughs> From Chuddle the Pod. Chuddle, that's our first fragrance. Chuddle the Pod yeah. presents Bodymon. Bodymon. <laughs> you gotta catch this scent. Being ill meant having an imbal- imbalance of the four humors. So if you're sick, they'd be like, shit, your humors are off. Therefore, treatment consisted of removing an amount of excessive humors by various means, um, such as bloodletting, purging, catharsis, di- diuresis, etc. By the first century, bloodletting was a common treatment. First century, that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Gallon of Pergamum declared blood as the most dominant humor. So, because it was the most dominant, that was the thing. The, most common treatment, bloodletting. It got to a point where it was pretty much like whatever the fuck was wrong with you. They'd be like, well, <laughs> let's him out. bleed you for a little while and see if that takes care of it. Gallon actually codified uh, what levels you needed before it was just like it needed to be balanced. Um, but Gallon said that the proper balance was a four to one ratio of blood to phlegm, which in turn phlegm was a four to one ratio with yellow bile, and then with black bile, that needed to be a quarter of the yellow bile. So you can see how blood was usually the thing you'd have an access of. E- excess of. Yeah. How would... Okay, I, get, I mean, I guess the process, but, like, if you're expunging black bile from your body... Well, that's, that's the thing. <clears throat> they weren't sure exactly. Like, it's a guess on what black bile exactly was. But a lot of the times it was thought of as, as like if there was like blood in your feces that was really dark. That's what they're describing as black bile. Yeah. Because yellow bile. Be vomiting. Exactly. Yellow bile is obviously like bile, gut, normal yeah, bile. Mucus. Yeah. And phlegm is phlegm. Blood is blood. But yeah, black yeah. bile seems to be the one that's most like from what I saw, like eh, it's probably like. Dark or, yeah, pooper. I think yellow bile is vomiting. And yeah, yeah. Black Biles pooping. That is correct. 
Yellow Bile. Uh, well, no you talked shit. about the seasons before. No, Yellow Bile was a, oh, was a sorry, summer yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You got Black Bile in the autumn, <laughs> Phlegm in the winter. and It's Blood a Yellow Bile summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yellow Bile summer. summer. <laughs> yeah, so I guess do you have excess Yellow Bile in summer? I I, I, I was kind of hard to understand. Like the I like Blood Spring. That'd be a like good place to visit. <laughs> I guess, I, like, how do you check your levels? I mean, you just like go. Well, All I right. mean, that's based on like the 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 symptoms that you're presenting. Like, so if you are like really sick and vomiting up yellow bile, or if you're hot and so like blood pertained to things that were hot and wet. So if you were feverish, if you were sweating and like hot, that would be like, oh, this person's got an excess of blood. Let's bloodlet. <laughs> so we got to get some of that out of there real quick. And then like if you were cold and wet, again, that meant you were phlegmatic or if you had like phlegmy stuff, that meant you were in like it was based on symptoms. And one of the things I saw that was kind of interesting about this stupid thing <laughs> is the fact that one of the things that really did was start to have people in the world of medicine look at symptoms and like try yeah. to figure out things behind mm-hmm. other symptoms and why this is happening for and it's it seems so funny i was thinking about it too of like <laughs> it took us so long like it seems so like duh you don't want to do that shit or duh like right. this makes sense now like and then in this time like you they were figuring like this all out and they were figuring it out it really makes you wonder now because we've really only been out of that for like a little over a hundred years mm-hmm. It may, um, makes you wonder what we're doing now that seems like, yeesh, yeah, like, of course <laughs> that's bad for you. <laughs> right, right. Hippocrates, old hippo, hippo, and other Greek practitioners argued that the balance of the four humors would be most affected in those seasons. So your whatever, your yellow bile in the summer balance is going to be off, so you got to watch that. Venesection was the most common procedure to treat this, which is bloodletting or phlebotomy. Cause they would actually, I mean, it wasn't, it was practiced for so long, like almost 2000 years that uh, there was a time where, you know, they were doing tubes and veins and stuff. Um, it wasn't no just shit. like, give me your elbow and cut you open or something. Um, it that was existed all too. very professional, professional. Medical. It was professional elbow draining. <laughs> so, Venesection was usually done with lancets and fleams. And I, fleams hey. is a great word. Hey, Sam, fleam. what's a fleam? I'm so glad you asked. Fleams are usually devices <laughs> with multiple variable, variably sized blades that fold into a case like a pocket knife. Oh, like oh. a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. A Swiss different, blood knife. Yeah, blood of different ways of getting your blood. A Swiss Army, Swiss Army blood, blood knife. knife. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. That's a shirt. That's a something. Um, <laughs> so, well, it's something. And a thumb lancet is a small, sharp point, sharp pointed thing. It uh, <laughs> was usually in an ivory or tortoise shell case Ooh. that a physician would carry. Ooh. This is once physicians started doing it. Uh, physicians for a long time did not do this. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, it was more like prescribed to people. Because of the Hippocratic Oath, you could do no harm. Localized bloodletting often involved scarification, which that is scraping the skin, uh, often with like a little cube-shaped box that had a bunch of small knives on it. You just scratch somebody's skin up and then do cupping on it with like a heated glass, Mm. and that would help suck the 
blood out. No, you gotta. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I mean, you're sick. It's really the best thing you could do. Yeah, precisely. Is discard. Yeah, discard. We've now, maybe of, you might not know the answer. Was this like was leeches? Does that come involved, or is that you've heard of leeches? <laughs> Nice, nice. I promise we didn't script this one. (laughs) (laughs) Leeches were used for bloodletting, yeah. Um, It was a medicinal leech that Hirudo Medicinalis. It had a nurse's hat on. (laughs) At at each feeding, a leech could ingest about 5 to 10 milliliters of blood, which was about 10 times its own weight. The use of leeches was influenced by a doctor in France, in Paris, uh, who claimed that all fevers were due to specific organ inflammations. Could be any organ inflammation, but basically, you got a fever, you figure out which organs inflame, you throw some leeches around it. Nice. Um, And it was hugely, hugely popular. I mean, we've all heard of it, but in Europe in 1830s, especially France, Five to six million leeches per year were used in Paris alone, and about thirty-five million in uh, France. So, oh my god, that's that's so <laughs> many leeches. Legion was huge, bro. They love leeches, and actually, those types of leeches are still used today around wounds to help keep them clean. Hmm, um, because not only are they like sort of sucking stuff away from it, but they also inject something into the skin that's like that helps somehow whatever it is you know they got some some sort of inject like like antiseptic it's a something probably for when they're sucking on you trying to keep blood flowing anticoagulant maybe i don't know now i think maybe you mentioned something about like i don't know were there prescribed amounts of blood that you were supposed to let or they were just like let it flow (laughs) you can't go wrong just (laughs) so they would do uh it varied depending on your doctor essentially Uh, they i don't know if they had it yeah or your well your doctor would send you to your barber (laughs) okay that's it yeah 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 okay so Um, so be like go and get uh, a quart of blood removed or whatever (laughs) here's a prescription a quart of blood See, I like that more. Like, yeah, them being like, hmm, okay, you you seem to have like, all right, you're feeling pretty warm. Your sweat's going pretty hard. All right, this is definitely about like half quart of blood you need to get out of you, like mm-hmm. prompt. If that doesn't work, go get Do that other, other, yeah. Get the other go court. get the other quart. But, uh, so that take, you're at a full court. Take, take two quarts take two and, call, and, and call me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, all right, I don't mean to circle back to these leeches. Yeah, but please. With that many millions of leeches being used, were they single service leeches? Like, did they get full? No, they, they could reuse them. them. I Ooh. don't know how many uses they got out of them, <laughs> but they would reuse them. What I didn't think about is that uh, there must have been like leech farmers, right? Oh, oh yeah, there had oh to God. have been, right? You, you there know, Richie would have yeah. been. With with a leech farm in the in the popularity of uh... a leech farm, Paris, eighteen twenty. Look out! <laughs> Look out, everyone! Hey, Hot to you try. know, I've always been asked, "What would you do if you could go back in time?" Hey, I was born <laughs> in another time. Leech farmer. I always felt I was born in the wrong time. <laughs> felt like I had a leech farming in my blood, and I need it sucked out. <laughs> Now, bloodletting was very common basically until the 1800s, and it slowly changed so that by the turn of that century, once you got around 1900, it was 
not around much anymore. And if it was, it was just looked down upon. People started figuring it out. A lot of that had to do with advances in microscope technology because people were able to really like see See. things they never saw before (laughs) and yeah, figure out. See the microscopic horrors of our body. Yeah. Now, I know you mentioned, are you talking about this Galen guy anymore? No. Okay. So I know something about him too. Is he kind of like evolved this theory or like did more with it i know from uh a big old, old hippo old yeah. hippo from mm-hmm. old hippo's original thing and stuff but one thing about him is that he also i know that he said that pus he was a big believer that pus was a good thing that was forming around oh, and was really? very like oh if there's that yeah you want to make sure that like festers and wraps up and like get it all because uh-huh. that's good good and like there was a one person who like oh it's pussing him. that's a good sign yeah exactly it was like that wow. there was one per- and like something else i heard is that like during a lot of this time it's like why was this lasting so long it's like apparently in the medical community it was things weren't taught by like experience at this point it was all about like reading it through books and learning that way so like everything right. like the church was a big part of things obviously and they were all status yes. quo of course but this galen guy so said all this stuff so that's just what people learned there's apparently one person who was like yeah i think maybe if we clean it and like close up the wound that seems to help That'll a little be bit better he also <laughs> then, galen also and then, believed, the, and then all the clergy turned and went what no. <laughs> off with his head he, yeah. Galen did believe, you know, that uh, dissection is a good thing after someone died to learn about them. That'd be a good thing to do. But he's also like, you know, but if you can't find a dead person, you could just use an ape because it's the same thing, <laughs> which it's not. <laughs> Where yeah. was he that he could even do that? <laughs> who kno- Who knows? I mean, it's fucking they just find an apes wherever, I guess. Yeah. They're, well, they're next door to the uh, leech farmers. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At the ape farm. They needed him for dissection. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you raise all these apes for what? Oh, just to get hacked up. These uh these doctors are real weird people. I'm sure that probably was a thing. It yeah. probably was. One in well, the same. That's why doctors were and still are today distrusted for so long was because, because of the ape farms. You'd like go to a doctor and it, they'd be like, All right, we're gonna like Let's try this. Bleed you for a while and only make things worse. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Now, going back to barber surgeons. So the reason why they even existed in the first place is because having sharp metal was a commodity. It was Mm -hmm. very expensive. So whoever had that was going to do multiple jobs with a sharp piece of metal. Mm -hmm. It started with monks in monasteries because they had to keep a shaved head. Mm -hmm. Um, So they had them. And then... They started doing bloodletting, which led to amputation. A lot of barber surgeons did amputation, but mostly they were going to bleed you. I'm going to bleed you. You know the uh, the classic barber pole, the red and white spinning pole? That's the bleeding. That yeah. is because of barber surgeons. It was The red was representing bleeding and the white was bandages. And the little bulls on top, they're balls, but they were bulls that held leeches. And it, Just a bunch of leech balls? Yeah. And apparently uh, one of the uses for that pole at the time was to uh, have people just grab onto it while they were getting their blood <laughs> let out of them. Just, just, just <laughs> grab like, the pole. Yeah, grab die. the pole while I you know, cut the back of your knee. 
and get all this blood out of here. <laughs> oh my god. But why so are they yeah. grabbing the pole? I'm confused. Uh for Oops. the pain. Brian, you, oh. you gotta you gotta hold I see, the pole. Here's the thing. I'm imagining as they do nowadays the pole spinning. Spinning. Oh, spinning. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't believe it. They're like, yeah, grab onto this pole, be fun. You can spin around. I'm gonna cut you <laughs> open, but to you know, help with the pain going on no, the right. ride. They need to physically brace as they get both of their knee pits sliced open and then packed with leeches. Well, I think it was also maybe like a centrifuge Ooh. type thing where you hold onto the pole and we cut you at the ankles so oh, that it sure, just like yes. spins the blood out of you real quick. <laughs> We're going to put you on a high spin cycle. We're going to get this done. Like, this is like five minute bleedings. This is like the, the Jiffy Lube of getting blood out at the time. We'll get you bled in, we'll we'll get get you you bled in, in five minutes in or less. Out in five minutes or less. Get them on the pole, spin them around, high spin cycle and get them out. Done. They're in high demand. Like, let's hurry this up. I got a haircut. <laughs> uh, can you imagine being the guy getting his haircut? Sorry, man. I gotta, I gotta bleed this guy out real quick. I'll be right back. It's like, can you cut my hair while he's bleeding? <laughs> I got. It's weird. I gotta cut him first, then I gotta pack some leeches in there. I'll come back and cut you a little bit, but then I gotta get those leeches off, or else the guy's gonna die. He's gonna die. I use an excessive amount. Of I mean, I imagine you're getting it, getting all these services done at the same time. This is like you're going in for a haircut, it's a, a one bleeding. stop shop. Yeah, like you're gonna. Oh yeah, interesting. You're gonna yeah. do everything whole, in one day. Yeah. The whole package deal. Yeah, exactly. It's probably did discounted. Enemas. I did. Groupon. Oh, of course they did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you can go in, get your enema. You can get your haircut. You can get your bloodlet. I'm, I'm <laughs> here. I'm here for the leech enema. Ooh. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Eels. Eels. So we already mentioned, but the Hippocratic Oath has one of the parts is do no harm. So when people went to doctors and needed that bloodletting, the doctor would send them to a barber surgeon to perform the procedure. Eventually that changed, obviously, and surgery folded into regular medicine. But that's part of why doctor surgeons lasted so long is medical practice wouldn't allow doctors to do it. So it was a necessity to have this other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess maybe once sharp knives were cheaper, that's <laughs> why they kept up that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about your other humors, though? We already know we talked a lot about what you do for your blood, but how do you yeah. balance your other ones? How do so, you balance your other ones? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. A black bile imbalance in a patient uh, might be treated with mercurous chloride, aka calomel, which is a laxative. It induced diarrhea. Made you poop a lot. Mm-hmm. Enemas were also common. See? That's where the enema being, comes from. Being born under the sign of Libra and being naturally more melancholic, I have to get regular enemas. Oh, do you? Interesting. Yeah. So I guess it is true. Yeah. It's all it, true. Oh, this is 100% true. I have like lived yeah. my whole life by this model. Why do you think that's, I know so much about it? <laughs> that, that's why you're a vegetarian and you mostly eat candy. Uh-huh. It, yeah. it falls in with this. You, you can look into it. You'll see. It goes, it goes sure. straight in and straight out. For yellow bile, a patient might be given a tartar emetic to induce nausea and vomiting. Or they might use the cheaper method of sticking a finger down their throat. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true, but that's fun. The second part. It's definitely true they'd make you vomit. Mm -hmm. They'd give you something to make you throw up. Be like, ah, there you go. All that yellow bile's out of there. It's summer. So... Oh my god, what did you give me to make me shove all this white this <laughs> yellow bile out? It was actually the black bile. We made you drink the black bile, which <laughs> cool. made you puke out. Yeah. Hot vomit summer. Hot, hot summer. vomit summer. For phlegm, but you know the main one they did? Blistering. 
What's blistering, you might ask? <laughs> what's blistering? That's when a burning... Nothing, what's blistering with you? <laughs> uh, blistering the sun. That's when a burning powder or a hot disc or a hot stone or a dried up blister beetle is placed on your skin to give you a blister and then that blister is popped, thereby releasing your excess phlegm. Perfect. What? Yeah. Let's create some phlegm. The lesser known... <laughs> just think of- Blister. Yeah, uh, did you giant say blister, blister you. beetle? Blister beetle. The fuck is a blister I get, beetle? A beetle uh, that causes if blisters? If you're wondering, I guess there are beetles that will blister our skin, usually in dried or powdered form. I had to Google it myself. I couldn't find anything specific, but there, or I didn't look hard enough, I guess, to I get into the, the specifics um, of it. If it's grinding up its endos, like the not endoskeleton, yeah, its outer exo? shell, like the endos, yeah, ex- other exo exoskeleton, like wouldn't it be like. I guess, like, fiberglassy? Like, wouldn't that just be, it just make you, Fuck like, if I know. irritated? I don't know. <laughs> I just know that there are beetles that are called blister beetles that will blister your skin. You probably get that. That's shit you get on the dark web. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I could. I did a cursory Google, and that's Careful. all I got for you. Careful. <laughs> you don't want the government knowing you're looking for blister beetles. That's right. That's, that's why start it's just it. cursory. That's what New we're talking Patreon about on the tier. podcast. Blister beetle uh, Patreon tier. What does that get you? That sounds horrible. Blister beetles. I don't want. Bl- <laughs> you know, bl- okay. Well, no, no, it's you have to pay us fifty bucks, and then we won't send them to you. Otherwise, you're getting one in the mail. You're gonna get. That's one right, mail. you. You. Okay, right so now. so the the threat is that we're gonna start sending blister <laughs> beetles in the mail to everyone unless they sign up for that Patreon tier. They won't get them, and then you're yeah. safe. But you I get think a need, I think I it. need to cut all of this out for like <laughs> <laughs> for legal reasons. Uh Channel the Pod is a satire comedy show where <laughs> So four humors. We got it, we understand them. Yes, Normally, of yes. course. Yeah, I mean you got the idea. And you guys have you know who George Washington is? You heard of him? <laughs> uh yes. Um, Revolutionary war hero, first president of the United States, kinda, kind kinda, of kind of rings a bell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's on the one dollar bill. Mm. Ah, that guy. Here's a little story about George Washington and his death. Now, when George Washington retired from politics, he wanted out of the public eye. He and his wife Martha went up to Mount Vernon. There, he would spend his days quietly managing his five farms, eight hundred animals, Dick. and three hundred slaves. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> So George and Martha are living their life, rich as fuck, having parties. Everybody wants to come hang out with him. He's like fucking famous war hero, first president. People stop by all the time just to be like, holy shit, he's here. <laughs> um, <laughs> one day after tending his, to his estate, it was a horribly shitty day, sleet and snow, da da da. But he's out riding around, making sure everything's okay. Making sure his people are fucking doing people, whatever. Yep. And... He arrives home to find guests already seated about to eat dinner. Not one to be rude, Washington elected to keep on his wet clothes, come have a seat for dinner. Always a classic move to start a story about somebody dying. So he has dinner in his shitty wet clothes. Next day, decides to go out. Um, This day, the weather's just as bad as the day before. He's riding around his property. His throat is getting sore. It's getting more sore and more sore throughout the day. Eventually he gets home. He's trying to talk to Martha. And he's like, he can't fucking speak. His throat's shot. When he awoke the next morning, he's having trouble breathing. 
So doctors from all around the area, fucking every doctor there was nearby, it's like, I'm coming, George. And they uh, <laughs> ride or run or walk over to his place um, to tend to the former president and revolutionary leader and owner of 300 slaves. They get there. It's December 1799. How are these doctors going to treat him? Well, first thing they're going to do, what are you going to do? What's the first thing? Got to let some blood out. Let that blood out. Let's do some bloodletting. Blood Blood out. (laughs) So they end up draining from this retired politician and slave owner about 80 ounces of blood total. That's over four bleedings, which would have been about 40% of the his blood for that size. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so that's <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's a lot of blood. That's a, that's a lot of yeah. blood. I think yeah, you, I think over you about, need that. Yeah, for over about 12 hours, four times they drained almost half his blood. Which it's not fucking working. What's going on? He's getting worse. So what's the next thing they do? Give them some mercurous chloride. That's the laxative to blow out all that black bile. So it's losing blood, losing blood, blowing <laughs> out that butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking oh, <laughs> shitting oh, himself and, shit and getting bleeding. drained of blood. <laughs> I can only imagine the slaves outside being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like- <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. So, fucking goddamn it, he's not getting any better. What are we going to do? Let's give him some tartar emetic to make him vomit all that nasty yellow bile. <laughs> so he's shitting himself. He's throwing up all over the place, bleeding all over. Oh, please tell me and, they get some beetle bugs. <laughs> well, they <laughs> can't. For whatever the uh, fuck reason, it's not getting any better. Uh, you know what? Maybe there's still some black bile in him. Let's oh. give him an enema to make sure that there's nothing left. So George, there's George Washington, he shit everywhere, threw up everywhere, bleeding all over the place, gets an enema. <laughs> and fuck, still, still if his fuck. throat is still swollen and not getting any better. So what do they do? They get some sort of tonic and apply it all to the outside of his throat, blister it to hell uh, for the phlegm. I start blopping all his throat blisters. Oh so there he is, throat blisters popped, Adam and done, throwing up all over the place, black mouth shooting out his ass, draining his blood. For whatever fucking reason, his throat's not getting any better. He still can't it's so breathe. so crazy. Why isn't his throat getting better? I don't know. So what should we do next? Let's get a solve of dried blister beetle and swab it inside his throat. Oh, that'll make him. Better. Oh my no. god! Oh my god! So there he is, blisters in his throat, throat <laughs> swelling up. Wait, was this voluntary or was he just saying like, "No more, please, no, no more"? Yeah, this sounds like, like com- this would be in a segment of VHS seventeen seventy six or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Like just some no, weird torture porn. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I understand. This is how it has to be done. So, throat blistered inside and out, enemaed, throat up, diarrheaed, blood draining out, still not getting any better. What the fuck is wrong? This one, I couldn't find how it relates to the humors, but they had him. Well, let's let's figure drink, it out. Yeah, they, they had him drink a mixture of butter, molasses, and vinegar. Which he almost choked on and nearly suffocated. <laughs> but phlegm. Molasses. Phlegm. 
and vinegar. Butter, molasses, vinegar. and vinegar. I wonder. Yeah, that's a weird one. Why, well, he almost choked on it, not getting better. So there he is, almost suffocating, blisters on the outside of his throat, inside of his throat. Was this before? Uh, wait, was this before? This, was this before or after they rubbed dry beetle, dry beetle on the, in the inside, inside of his, of his throat? throat. I do pa- not know. Then they packed it with molasses. <laughs> the order on these things. Well, is maybe a bit the molasses thing was meant to be like, oh, maybe that was wrong. Let's coat it with some. <laughs> Let's just clean that out. Oh, maybe it was after the blisters. They were like, this will pop them to release all that phlegm. Oh, maybe. Pro- oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. This one I gets a goo warning. I was going to say, I haven't said it yet, but fucking goo. Oh, my God. So there he is, laying in his <laughs> like molasses and butter and vinegar, spewing out his mouth, gasping for air, blisters in his throat, blisters on his throat. Enemud, thrown up, diarrhea, ha- almost half his blood gone. Doctors are like, fuck, he's not getting any better. What do we do? So they decide to give him some more blisters all on his legs and feet. Oh, just fill him with blisters to pop those. Dude, all, all I'm getting is the visual picture of the guy who gets the toxic sludge on him in Robocop. Like, just yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Fucking kill me. He may okay. have had it better. So yeah, he's inside out cop and uh, call me crazy, man. But <laughs> the blisters one is the one that gets me up. Like for some reason, I could be like, okay, yeah, blood let him. Okay, yeah, make him vomit. Okay, yeah, make him poop. Intentionally give but like, but let's make em. blisters. Like not understanding that what you're doing is just creating the the. I don't know. Maybe blisters thing. were more common on people then, and they so they were like. And when well, you know you how you get blisters, blisters and you, you pop them, them so now, better. like, yeah, let's induce Maybe. that because I that don't. because they no. probably think that because they're idiots, so they're thinking that the, that the pus <laughs> or the phlegm is already inside of you, and the blisters pulling it out, right? Exactly. Is what they're thinking yeah. that it pulls it to the surface, yeah. and now you can get it out of you. God, people. Are so only, how else are you going to re- get rid of the phlegm, Brian? You tell me. I mean, Smart you're guy. not you, okay. No, I. You're right. You're right. I believed in all other three. Why would I doubt the fourth? I should have. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm back on board. So there he is, blisters on his legs and feet, uh, <laughs> spewing out this butter molasses vinegar, blisters on the outside of his throat, inside of his throat, enema, throat up, diarrhea, 40% of his blood drain. And they're like, oh, he's still not getting better. What are we going to do? Oh, he died. He's dead now. <laughs> No, I was right. And again, I can only imagine the slaves outside being like, "Fucking amazing! This could not be any better." I just picture one like peeking, watching all this happen, relaying the information to everyone else. Just being like, "And now they're putting blisters on them." (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not. No, I swear, I swear, they're doing this. So, uh, yeah, that was a few. That was, they blistered his legs and feet around eight. This was around midnight. He died away. He died. Died in his own bed, covered in blisters, nothing left in his stomach both ways. Let her over half the blood out of his body and a really, really sore throat. Wow. Now, today, doctors are, they actually argue over his cause of death. Um, well, to a degree. Some people say, some doctors said that it was a, 
his illness, the sore throat, acute bacterial epiglottis. They're like, oh, all his symptoms. That's classic cut and dry case of this. It could close your windpipe. And other people are like, clearly had a, something wrong with his throat. But if they hadn't done all this fucking shit to him, he'd st- he would have. He'd still be alive today. Not that he'd still be alive today, but he wouldn't have died that night. Right. Um, And that it was his doctors that killed him. So up to you. You decide. And that is our story of the four humors and how it affected the death of Sir Joseph Washington Um, the third. I know you talked about four humors. There were five yes. because that last story was fucking hilarious. Hey, 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 there it is. They come for the four humors. They stick for the fifth. <laughs> exactly. Did you? So I, I, it was a long path that got me to telling what we told today of me reading different things. Um, did you guys know any of that shit about George Washington's death? No, no. I had no idea. <laughs> no, no, pretty incredible. Is, yeah, yeah, they did not. I did not. Get they glossed that. over that in the textbook at school yeah what, I, I don't even remember what they would have said in, in school about it oh he died in bed at, Got at his throat, vineyard or whatever sore throat, yeah sore throat oh you know and just at the time they they may have said something about bloodletting i feel like sure yeah maybe a little leeches or something there was yeah, so a leech about bloodletting and leeches in school <laughs> no, they there covered him so... in blisters inside and out, inside <laughs> and out. <laughs> they made him <laughs> shit himself i'm picturing like a, a mummy version of George Washington, because there was like so much liquid taken out of this man before he died. All because this idiot decided not to get changed after he'd been like out yes, in the cold, exactly. wet rain. <laughs> not to be rude. Well, thank you so much for bringing that to us, Sam. I definitely had a fun time learning about all that shit and talking about it here tonight. Let us all know down in our Discord and in our socials if you've heard any of this crazy story. I'd be yeah. surprised if people had. It's it was that was a fun one. That's. <laughs> And before we get into our, our next segment, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Ed Gein. And we're back. It's been way too long since we've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you, kind sponsors, for those lovely words of encouragement. So as we said before the break, we're going to jump into uh, my creepy file segment for the evening. So yes. let's get into it. Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them. This was before closed-circuit cameras, so they only had microphones and five-inch thick glass porthole-sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on but no bedding, running water and a toilet, and enough dried food to last all five for over a month. It's time to close your eyes and open your mind as we dive into the Russian sleep experiment. Yes! Yes! Seems like Ross knows this one based on his reaction. I think so. (laughs) God, this was. I am not familiar. This was like one of the first creepy passes I read and thoroughly skeeved me out in the best way possible. Like it was. It's not like terribly long. It's a pretty relatively quick read. So I mean, we don't. This probably won't be too long tonight but yeah this is um the story that i got come from two sources the first post i could find on it or about it was on a bodybuilding website forum and their miscellaneous section which i feel yeah. like has happened on something else before but uh 
So it was posted on there on August of 2009 by someone named the Falcon Punch. And then almost a year later, an article is created on the Creepypasta wiki site by user uh, Orange Soda. So that's where they kind of first originated. So 2009, 2010. Falcon Falcon Punch and Orange Soda? Yeah, those are the two. Presumably either the same person. I don't know who who or what. Most places credit the article on the wiki site in Orange Soda. And then on the wiki site, there's a video about it, which credits the Falcon Punch thing the year before. So interesting. (laughs) I wish that all writers had funny internet names, like, you know, uh, The Great like Gatsby by yeah. Orange Soda and yeah. uh, A Tale of Two Cities by The Falcon Punch. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Dingleberry Longshot. <laughs> Dingleberry Longshot. Dingleberry <laughs> Longshot. For contacts, the, the idea behind the gas is to keep the soldiers awake so that they can be alert and fight the war. Because, uh, you know, both Nazis, uh, American troops, the Brits as well, all had some sort of upper. They're all hyped up on Exactly. Meth, meth essentially, to kick it, kick it into overdrive. So back into the story, basically how it's set up is that they have a test area where they will place the five prisoners of... Uh, they're five, like, prisoners of war, basically, or political okay. prisoners. Um, it varied between what I could see. Mm-hmm. And... Pretty much for the first five days, everything goes relatively well. I mean, around day four, it gets a little weird, but uh, the subjects were doing okay. Their conversations were monitored by the microphones. And it was noted that they talked about, I guess, normal stuff in the beginning, but increasingly as time went on, it was more traumatic incidents of like the war, anything that's happened in their life, very like traumatic events in their past. And the tone was ultimately taking a darker tone uh, (laughs) around day four. Yeah getting uh talking about macabre things they're starting a podcast it sounded like it was yeah it's the origin story of channel the pod (laughs) yeah right this is we all met well the same scientific story there's only three of us now Uh, well well, (laughs) just wait till the end of the story come on no spoilers once we get past like the five day uh mark severe paranoia sets in because then they all stop talking to each other and instead only whisper to the microphones into the portholes so yeah they all get onto their own mics and start you know podcasting this is a great black mirror episode right now yeah they all seem to think that they can earn the trust of the experimenters by snitching on the other subjects like talking shit about them like i heard this guy you know like stab someone during the war come on like that's bad right let me out and you know it'll be good this was a suspected side effect of the gas the entry goes on to say after nine days the first of them started screaming he ran the length of the chamber repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight he continued attempting to scream but was only able to produce occasional squeaks the researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords The most surprising thing about his behavior is how the other captives reacted to it, or rather didn't react to it. They continued whispering to the microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared page after page with their own feces and pasted them calmly over the glass portholes. The screaming promptly stopped. So did the whispering to the microphones. So basically, they 
shit tear out a bunch of pages from the, the books what wipe them in yeah. crap and cover up all the portholes and stop talking to the mics shit hit, shit hits the fan literally presumably that's actually pretty clever to uh especially if you're like insane to even think <laughs> oh i'll be able to stick papers from these books over the windows with we, my poo this guy's i guess been, they could have just put poo on it that would have covered them totally. right <laughs> but if, i like yeah. the i like the mentality of like hmm this guy's been screaming for three hours now this other person's screaming. I have to stop the screaming. Let me smear poop and newspaper on. <laughs> Just cover portholes because I don't want anybody to witness us murder this guy. Well, they also have to be hallucinating into a world so of their own. You know what I mean? You'd almost think they wouldn't even be aware they were being monitored anymore. Right. You got to think all- I, because they've been awake the whole time. That's yeah. the other thing is that they've been, been awake this right. whole time. And when you look in studies of sleep deprivation and all that kind of stuff, hallucination does definitely start to kick in. So the researchers, yes. you know, would start to be thinking, is this byproduct of the gas or is this a byproduct of sleep deprivation? What is going on here? And mm-hmm. that's what the experiment is trying to look into, I guess. Three more days pass. There's still no sound coming from the room. Uh, so it basically it just goes quiet after that, after this incident. Uh, the researchers are checking like the microphones, but they're hearing absolutely nothing. They check the oxygen levels in the room and the, uh, that indicates that it's the oxygen intake is the amount that would equate for five people breathing in the room, mm-hmm. I guess is how they, how they state it. And then all, so they're like, all, all the subjects must be alive. The readings are saying they are, but there's nothing else showing that they are we can't see into the in there yeah we can't hear anything going on so on day 14 they decided to do something that they had no intention of doing they would use the intercom to try and communicate with the subjects inside hoping to provoke some sort of response just to be like all right we got to see if they're alive in here oh my god i was gonna say all right so he's got a uh the guy who has the blown up vocal cords I wonder if they pulled a George Washington on him. Were they trying to? Yeah, I mean, they Your already were really doing we have a black bile that. stuff. That's so. all. That's true. They were already doing the poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they definitely subscribe to the four humors. So <laughs> they try to make an announcement into the room. So they announce. We are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom to their surprise they heard a single phrase in a calm voice respond we no longer want to be freed this response sent the whole team into kind of an uproar about what the hell they're going to do next uh they tried to provoke the response more from people using the intercom but had no luck they didn't say anything else after this so it was decided to open the chamber on the 15th day at midnight. Gotta be so completely fucked by that point. Forget about the gas. Say the gas has no negative effects. Staying up for 15 days straight is... I can't imagine, like, your concept <laughs> horrible. of... What a horrible idea. Reality at that point. Just think about if you stay, you're stay. you up for 24 hours or something, and you're like, oh, man, I can't believe... like." yesterday afternoon feels like a lifetime ago like, yeah yeah everything seems so much longer because yeah you're just experiencing it the whole time now multiply that yeah it's like the glenmont metro all over again it's like we're yeah we're back at the metro so yeah so they're like Thank all God. right 15th day we're gonna open it up at midnight see what the fuck is going on in there and this is what it, uh was written 
The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, and immediately voices from the microphones began to object. Three different voices began begging, as if pleading for the life of loved ones to turn the gas back on. The chamber was opened, and soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state of any of them in life. The food rations past day five had not been so much as touched. There were chunks of meat from the dead subjects' thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined. All four surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth as the researchers initially thought. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most, if not all of them, were self-inflicted. The abdominal organs below the ribcage of all four test subjects had been removed, while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place. The skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the ribcage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out around the eviscerated but still living bodies of the subjects. The digestive tract of all four could be seen to be working, digesting food. It quickly became apparent that what they were digesting was their own flesh that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of days. So that's when they open up to see this. This this one of them's dead, eaten or whatever. There's other ones. I imagine they're like just like kind of like weirdly laying on the floor, like with all their organs, their their intestinal stuff out of their bodies. Like I said, leave me alone. <laughs> I I almost picture it like kind of like a like a Hellraiser, yeah, Cinnabite yeah, type thing, how very like ultimate pleasure pain. Yeah, yeah. like uh, also uh, could like a Psycho Gorman art piece. You know? Yes, yes, very much so. Because that's how I imagine like the organs like outside of like flayed out and like this like, kind of like beautiful art piece around them, and they're just like <sighs> I don't know. That's definitely doing whatever they're Archduke doing. Duke of Nightmare material. <laughs> He's a big fan. He's a big fan. I think actually, the Archduke of Nightmares pen name is Orange Soda. Oh. <laughs> so uh, at this point, special operatives are ordered to clear out the room, but many of them just refuse to even return to the chamber. The subjects continue to demand and beg. To, so they're alive still during all this, like splayed out four of them are out of the the five are alive at this point i'm They're, assuming from the gas or i thought it was from the gas but they cleared it all out so maybe it's just like remaining effects yeah so the they demand they're they're demanding and begging to be left in the chamber and have the gas turned back on uh the subject one of the subject <laughs> uh, a bunch of them actually put up a big fight while trying to be removed so they're still able to like how would they even remove them yeah <laughs> move the subjects yeah. Well, they're still like okay. So they're still as bodies. I, like they're yeah, they're still I, formed bodies, but like chunks of flesh missing from areas and like their organs removed. But apparently, they're still very much able alive. to. But I, alive feel, do I feel like they're their all connected. Organs are it's like a king around uh, them, right? Yes. It's still working. Yes. So how do you move that? I don't know. You 
everyone takes an organ. Get a wheelbarrow. <laughs> like, you just all kind everyone of like, on the ground together. Take three <laughs> steps at the same time. No, it, I, the first time I get a read Yeti this, cooler. It, I had this idea of like a internal organ version of a king rat. You know, like when all their tails fuse together. Oh, all so their like, organs are tangled together. Yeah, so it's like a bunch of wires crossed. That they oh can't god, that be, would like, suck. Oh, how do we? we okay, we got to pull this one through here. What if we just jiggle them in the air a little bit to separate them to see if they start coming together? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I just think it's funny picturing these fucking things being like, "Go away! Turn the gas back on! Like, Leave us alone! This. We just want the We're gas!" Okay. Yeah. We're fine. So. While trying to be removed, they put up a fight. One of the soldiers actually has his throat rope throat ripped out, while another has his testicles ripped off and an artery severed. Ooh. In the weeks following the incident, another five soldiers take their own lives. I mean, those don't seem like huge deals because their organs are splayed out everywhere. No, do you think? I mean, well, these are normal people that are dying. Yeah, no. Oh, no, like so. One of the soldiers gets his throat ripped out by one of the the subjects, and then one of the mm. other soldiers gets his balls ripped off, and then his artery slit by one of the subjects, and then the other ones kill themselves. Yeah. Now, then it's like so, some other soldiers five days later th- that were in this base also killed themselves. Here's the question though: Did they kill themselves because what the, what they saw was so horrific, or was there residual gas in the chamber that they can like inhaled? I the, the assumption seems to be that it was just so horrific that they couldn't take what was going on and they just killed themselves. Mm-hmm. During this kind of scuffle, one of the subjects ends up getting his spleen ruptured and starts bleeding out a whole bunch. So one of the <laughs> things on the ground gets its spleen popped. Obviously, that's going to happen. The, a medical oh, team on your spleen. Oops, sorry. Oh, oops, sorry. So a medical team kind of jumps in and tries to sedate him. When he's fighting ferociously during this, he ends up beating up one of the doctors trying to do this. They pump him full, a whole bunch of morphing. His heart continues to beat for two minutes after his body can ends up getting bled out. So here we go, bleeding out. Okay. And then even after his heart stopped, apparently he continues to scream, repeating the words more over and over until he finally falls silent. So... This is all happening after they've been removed, right? Well, kind of in the process. So it's like, it seems like the, the fight happened, trying to remove them. Ultimately, they do sedate them. And I think while that's happening, this guy also got his spleen removed. So they end up sedating them all a little bit with morphine, like a whole bunch of it, it sounded like. A whole bunch of morphine. A whole bunch of morphine. A whole thing of bleach falls on one yeah, of them. Yeah, a whole thing of morphine. <laughs> they a used whole- a whole morphine. Yeah. Well, they say something like three times, ten times the amount of morphine for a normal man. Did they try blistering his organs? Yes, they tried blistering his organs. Uh, That's, I think, the route they're taking because obviously they tried bleeding out as well, which seems to just kill him. So here we are now. Their surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility. The two with intact vocal cords continuously begged for the gas demanding to be kept awake. The most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room that the facility had. In the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back within his body, it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative that they had given him to prepare him for the surgery. He fought furiously against his restraints when the anesthetic gas was brought up to him to be put under. He managed to tear most of his way through a four-inch wide leather strap on one wrist, even though the weight of a 200-pound soldier was holding that wrist as well. It took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under. 
and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. In the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. His muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn and he had broken nine bones in his struggle not to be subdued. Most of them were from the force of his own muscle had exerted on them. The second survivor had been the first of the group of the five to start screaming. His vocal cords destroyed, he was unable to beg or object to surgery, and he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested, reluctantly, that they try the surgery without anesthetic, and he did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with what remained of his skin. The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be medically impossible for the patient to still be alive. Yeah. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his eyes met hers. When the surgery ended, the subjects looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Assuming this must be something of drastic importance, the surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so the patient could write his message. It was simple. Keep cutting. So, they presumably have surgery done on him and he doesn't want the anesthetic and wants to, I guess, I don't know, feel all the pain, feel um, the good, good. These are like the crossed, these are like the crossed, uh, infected from that comic the comic crossed yeah it did yeah. it did have very sadness crossed feels to it for me of like yeah. uh this is where it starts this, Ooh, yeah. i like that yeah, idea keep on cutting keep on cutting baby so keep the other on, two subjects keep on cutting, baby <laughs> other subjects go through the same procedure both without an anesthetic uh they were injected with a paralytic because one of them apparently would not stop laughing during the surgery they all put uh, everything back together, got it all wrapped up, and as soon as the paralytic uh, agent left the subject's bodies, they were able to talk again, and they just started asking for the gas. The researchers tried <laughs> to ask the subject some questions. Most importantly, they asked, why are you injuring yourselves, and why do you want the gas so badly? Only one response was given, I must remain awake. The subjects had reinforced and padded restraints put onto them, and they were placed back into the chamber while the bureaucracy tried to figure out what the hell to do next. So they're like, um, this all seems to be failing. Um, should we just kill them <laughs> and end this experiment? Because it doesn't seem to be yeah. going well. What do we do at this point? Do we it was, scrap it? Yeah, exactly. It was one of the commanding officers who was kind of, I guess, curious and just was like, well, what if we continue the experiment? Well, if we put them back in there on the gas, that's what they're asking for and see what happens here. Hey, at this point, they're totally fucked. They were prisoners of war anyway. We don't care. What the fuck? They really don't. These aren't humans to them. You know what I mean? Exactly. So at this point, are they even human anymore? Yeah. Mm. Who knows? (laughs) And here's where we're going to finish out the story, basically. So. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padded for long-term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it was let slip that they were going back on the gas. It was obvious that at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. 
the mute subject was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all his might. First left, then right, then left again for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head off his pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been the first to be wired for EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his brain waves in surprise. They were... <laughs> The grammar's not the best, sorry. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined inexplicably. It looked as if he were repeatedly suffering brain damage before returning to normal. As they focused on paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut. At the same moment, his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of deep sleep, then flatlined for the last time as his heart simultaneously stopped. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brain waves showed the same flat lines as the one who just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside as well as three researchers. One of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. He pointed the gun at the remaining subject still restrained to a bed as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things. Not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you, he demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily, the subject said. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds at night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher paused, then aimed at the subject's head and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out. So, nearly free. And that's... Whoa. But it's... Wow. That's, uh, that is the beginning of Crossed or the Sadness. That's yeah. That origin story for sure and there was always a um it was really funny that's why you gotta sleep fellas uh, right? in the in like creepy subreddits or i forget which one i i read this in but there's always like a picture associated with it and yes, it's and it's an old i think it's a um casey love sculpture but it's from like distortions unlimited like it's a grave crawler that they've made into like a black and white scanny kind of like photoshop version of it creepy that halloween prop is creepy as hell but in the context of this is fucking horrifying yeah exactly yeah there's a there's a known image that uh associated with it it's also yeah it's like some sort of old halloween toy or something not like yeah. decoration yeah what's the name of the story brian the russian sleep experiment so yeah that's um a gooey story for you it seems yeah, it to be goo. like i was trying to think like so what Four is inches of goo what is happening at the end here? And it seems like by being awake for so long that our inner demons came alive. What is, yeah, and they were trying, I get like that they were they, trying to stay awake, but they were like slicing themselves open to also stay awake or they were just loving it. I think, yeah, I think it was like, cause they're crazy, but they also want to stay awake. And I'm assuming if you're in that much pain, you're probably not going to go to sleep. Right. And that's the way for them to free themselves or whatever is what they're trying to do. I guess. Yeah. These, inner thoughts and demons so there it is free your mind the rest will follow right. mm -hmm. it's it's <laughs> weird it's weird to encompass uh the raw version of madness as a single entity 
that's like in that resides in all of us and at a certain point that entity can be unleashed is oh really you were th- really- were you thinking that's a single entity i was imagining these are all just like i didn't think of it as one entity i thought it was it's like we're the these madness. are entities within this yeah well like it's all of our own oh totally yeah, yeah we yeah. all have our own demon inside that's coming out yeah there's always it's all it's like in the the signal which we will cover oh. one day how it affects each person based on their own neurosis, yes. like pre-existing condition. God, what a good movie. I know we, we bring <laughs> it up all the time. We, uh, we're covering that very soon. And that was The Russian Sleep Experiment. Have you heard of it? Let us know. Of course, I always say that. Jump in. Let us know. Do it. Do yeah. it. Do it. Do it. And we're going to go ahead and take one more quick break and finish us all off. Ed Gein. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsor for those awesome words of encouragement and praise as we said before the break we're going to go ahead and jump into our final segment for the evening and that's a bunch of questions for us all and for you to answer you know later in the discord yeah yeah, yeah. so my first question for you tonight does not come from reddit it comes from (laughs) me and it is what would you rather have to experience the russian sleep experiment or the drug from the glenmont metro station story where time just is seemingly infinite (laughs) and you have to uh have to have had taken the ambien so that whole situation unfolds basically i would russian russian all day because like if you take the slow one like you become the godhead because you've lived for like millennia Mm -hmm. like like hundreds of thousands of years like that would be like I'd rather just disembowel myself and make myself into you know. But you're alive still. Oh, I be... think I'd rather, I would rather do the Glenmont because it's all in my head, but it's all in my head. Whereas one is all in my head and all over my body in pieces. <sighs> yeah, but, for, but for like Glenmont too, like you're also ex- years like, experiencing pain that you like because you broke your shoulder or whatever and stuff like that but i kind of agree with you saying but you'd be going crazy but it's like you also presumably the drugs would wear off but at that point like i don't know what would you even be coming back to in your mind totally <laughs> like but yeah. what would you be coming back to if the drugs wear off in the other one a stitched up body like that's like oh, <laughs> oh my god dead. imagine coming out of that high imagine that. <gasps> oh my god God, I'm all like your organs have been teared out and everything. Okay, yeah, I think I'm gonna go the the Glenmont Metro route as well. I can't, uh, you know. I think I, I gotta go. You guys are gonna have to finish this without me. All right, good night. night. All right, so yeah, I mean, I would. I don't know, man. Like, I get where you're coming from, but I think it's the duration. Like, I could be crazy for 15 days and then die, but like, being alive in your head for like a hundred thousand years would be like beyond insanity beyond insanity i don't know maybe that's how you figure out to become god maybe you but that's also with ambient yeah maybe we, you just come back and just uh, just have a i don't know i don't know i'll go that way <laughs> and there you have it so please let us know what you guys think as well all right ross we lost sam so what are you going to give us for tonight to finish us all off oh you know shit. what you know what you you give us something and i'm going to go to reddit for a final question and okay that's how we can finish it off so what do you got okay i think i've actually already said this one but it's more oh you know what actually i'm gonna mix it up one of your four humors exponentially accumulates in your body oh we got okay which one of the four humors would you want it to be oh i mean 
I guess ultimately, well, I, so this is under the assumption that, you know, I mean, I don't know, like that it's going to work. Like my, we have four humors and we need to, I guess I'm maybe a whole bunch of pooping. I don't a know. Lot, a whole lot of pooping. Just expel, clear, about... clear it all out. I don't want to do bloodletting. I don't want to vomit a whole bunch. I yeah. do not want blistered. No blisters. Phlegm, fuck that. Like, I no, mean, no, I no. have a nice toilet. It's a heated seat. It's got a bidet. Like, Ooh. I'll just hang out there, throw on some Netflix, and just like and just poop get it all, all out, night. poop it all out. <laughs> oh, my. You know, you, Brian, you sold that really well. <laughs> What were you going to go with? What were you thinking? You know, I I was going to go Looney Tunes and I was going to go Blood, but I was like, I would just insert a spigot somewhere. So I could yeah. just. So I mean, I that does feel like the less of. The, that was the other one I would have gone with because it seems like the less. I don't know. The, the, the pooping one could be pretty painful, but if you have a laxative, that usually allows it to just kind of flow That's out. What I'm saying. And this and is, I mean, out. like, your body's creating an overabundance of it. So, like, it's, you just, you're full of shit. It's not, like, there's no problem. And it needs to, to come out. out. This is all it a real thing that has to, yeah. uh, happens and you need to get it out. Okay. So then, are you, I mean, you can stick with, bloodletting's not that bad because, again, if you I, need to I get it out of you, like, you can just get that put into a vein. And, I mean, we've, yeah, that, that just, pulls it all, all out of you that's not too bad actually because you can just yeah. hang out and watch netflix as well <laughs> yeah it's, it's we just be in different chairs uh you don't want to get some blister beetles you know i thought about blister beetles swallow you, swallow but... some bit blister beetles the blister beetle challenge it's, that's it's the actually, new tiktok challenge it's the new one ship challenge it's actually a blister beetle dipped in ghost peppers Ooh. <laughs> well a ghost pepper would be good if you are feeling a bit okay god i forget what the wheel looks damp. like well it's like a damp you're yeah if you're feeling damp, damp, and, damp and cold yes eat a, eat a hot chip. cold if you're feeling cold and wet yeah eat a hot ghost pepper and then if you're feeling vice versa is where you get the uh, cucumber to come in that sounds like All a right. 90s uh like love ballad song if you're feeling cold and wet, eat a hot If if we have anyone out there that is in a '90s ballad tribute band, or can like yeah. put the pipes on for that, I'd love to hear that song. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Also, sounds like a commercial for like an Arby's something. All right, Chuddle, so Chuddle the ballad. Chuddle the ballad. Ooh, a three disc set with <laughs> classic favorites is uh, Daddy Sam and. Daddy Sam. <laughs> the ghost pepper challenge yeah. all right so here here's going to be our reddit question for the night you must survive for 12 hours inside any one horror movie to become a billionaire which okay. movie would you rather do we have a list oh uh, okay the evil dead 1981 predator 1987 event horizon 1997 the thing 1982 alien 1979 or battle royale 2000 what is your choice? You have to survive within one of these, I guess, oh, worlds. Man. You're definitely going to be having right, interactions you, with the main monster. Down, can you yeah. run down the list one more time? Evil Dead, Predator, Event Horizon, The Thing, Alien, Battle Royale. Okay. You know what? I would go... Oh, fuck. Tw- uh, okay. 12 hours inside 12 hours. one of these movies. I would yeah, it's do... It's so tough. Oh, to on it. Okay. Oh, ooh, ooh, okay. Yes. Predator. Because if we're going by predator rules, all I have to do is unarm myself. 
for 12 hours. He doesn't go after like it. Like, Unarm it, yourself, it, whimper in a corner, cover yeah, yourself in mud. Look, look, cover myself look in pathetic. mud. Look completely weak and pathetic for 12 hours and poop on myself. And I look then pretty weak and pathetic. That's a good. That's... Yeah, because he doesn't go after unless you're like armed. Like it has to meet the challenge. That seems like the best option because I'm obviously not choosing. Well, I'm not choosing Event Horizon. Fuck no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go, dude, op- openly go into a chaos warp and like then to, come to, out. To the portal of hell and like, yeah, d- d- yeah no. no thank you. No, no thank yeah. you. The thing, not dealing with that situation. Yeah, um, there's that's so much like cloak and dagger Yeah, for 12 hours. That would be, that would stress me out. Alien again, like if you could hide, I don't know. I don't, I feel like an alien's going to find me. For some it reason. depends on when you get dropped in the voyage. Like if we're talking about OG alien, like you could survive. The it f- is. It's OG alien. So you could. I mean, if you get dropped in right when you're they're doing like the getting gas to sleep to do the voyage, technically you'd be sleeping for like. <laughs> That's not the point. No, no. you have to survive okay. on the Act ship while the aliens with on the, the monster. ship. Yeah, 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 like yeah. No, you wouldn't survive twelve hours with a fucking alien. Yeah, I I don't I don't see that being possible. Okay, in battle royale, um. I don't want to be placed in that situation. I feel like that might be another one where you could maybe hide for 12 hours. Yes. As long as your zone wasn't getting uh, your collar to blow your head off. Yeah. Screwed up. Oh my God. That's right. Exponentially shrinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's not, it's not just the homicidal Japanese high schoolers. You have to worry, have to worry about like battleship, Wherever you're hiding, if it becomes a dangerous zone, you have to flee it before your neck collar makes you a human, you know, yeah. pop top. And the Evil Dead this is the other one. Oh, fuck uh, that. No, I mean, everybody dies in Evil Dead. I mean, not everybody dies in Evil Dead. But, but yeah, that's I just mean, like you're a gonna fucking get fucked shit up. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So then I'm clicking Predator. That's our vote. 2.1 thousand votes on this one. And holy shit. Everyone agrees with us. 860. We have the most with Predator. <laughs> and then it's kind of well balanced. The next one comes in Battle Royale 413. I think okay. people might be thinking that's my thought process for Battle Royale is that there's no supernatural element. It is. That's true. You just have the same to thing with Predator. Like it's an alien, but at the same time, yeah, it's like an intelligent alien that's thinking yeah. and won't like go after it ha- us. It has presumably. hunting ethics. Exactly presumably um alien uh the next came in at 294 evil dead 279 the thing 206 alien and 122 event horizon least people win event horizon as well at least i don't there's no way of surviving event horizon i at least i don't think (laughs) i don't think so either i don't want to risk it don't want to go near it but uh okay good to know that's like the first time we've totally agreed with reddit i wonder what sam would have said we'll get his opinion yeah. you know in the discord jump in there you'll find out yes jump onto our social medias uh go ahead follow ross at trouble the ross sam at trouble with sam me at trouble the brian with a why because yeah. fuck it on instagram and slasher and all of us at trouble the pod on instagram and slasher as well that's where everything is going down fuck twitter and we are also in Discord, which you can get to the link to that below and jump in there, join the chat. That's where we're. All, it's all going down all the time. That's realistically the quickest and best way to get to us. Uh, we have a lot of fun in there with past guests and fans alike. And then, as I mentioned before, we have that very real Patreon, which we you know appreciate so much. The the few patrons that are on there, like that's a 
fucking amazing thing. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Thank Huge you shout out to them. And if you can join it, we love it. Awesome. You're going to get some cool exclusives with that as well. Um, otherwise, just, you know, go ahead, follow us uh, everywhere and like us, rate us, spread us around to your friends. That's the thing that helps a lot too. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate it. And if you're like, how do, how, do I, how do I find this information? How do I spread it around? What's the easiest thing to do? Well, you know what you can do. You can go over to ShuttleThePod.com for all the information you could ever need. And until next time, we'll be waiting. We are losing our minds tonight, gentlemen.